ACC podcast on BearcatJournal.com. I'm Chad Brendel, and we've got a special edition this week with the basketball team having a week off. Uh, decided to go uh, in a little bit different direction now that we are past signing day for 2019, and that class, uh, outside of the addition of probably some a couple more transfers, that class is in the books, and we are moving on to 2020. So I've got Dave Simone on with me, and we are also joined by uh, 247sports.com uh, national analyst Bill Green, who specializes in the state of Ohio, and we are going to do a deep dive on football recruiting here for you on this episode. So if you're ready for that deep dive in football recruiting, go to the, go to the kitchen, get yourself, hit pause, go to the kitchen, get yourself your Trace Pountas coffee. It's freshly roasted gourmet coffee shipped directly to you. The coffee beans are roasted to order your order. They're shipped out immediately. Every bag of beans they ship has the roast date clearly printed on it. So you know your coffee is absolutely fresh. You can find out about Trace Pountas coffee by going to www.tracepountas.com coffee. All coffee orders are roasted fresh and shipped out immediately. 12-ounce bags in whole bean and ground coffee. You can choose between light, medium, dark, and French roasts. So what you want to do is you go to the Trace Pountas website. You pick your subscription. They'll send it to you every one, two, or four weeks. Uh, when you sign up and you go to checkout, you want to enter Bearcats at checkout, and that will get you 20% off your bag of coffee. And also, you get free shipping just by entering Bearcats at checkout. That's tracepountas.com slash coffee. Get your subscription today. And uh, let's get it started. Bill, welcome in. How are you, my friend? Doing good, Chad. Glad to be here. It is uh, it is good to have you. I know our members greatly appreciate having a voice uh, from the national side that has been missing uh, for a long time. But you have been a, a fantastic addition to the site. And it's been great having you in the community here over the past couple months. Well, I appreciate that. I enjoy being there. Um, I mean, um, I like UC, I like Luke, and, and your subscribers are great. They're very active and makes it a lot of fun for me. Absolutely. I don't know great. Great might be an overstatement on some of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill, uh, 2019, uh, Cincinnati again uh, with Luke Fickle focusing heavy on the state of Ohio um, were there any guys that really jumped out at you in this class that you think, man, Luke did a really good job identifying and, uh, and, and targeting that one and getting that job done? Well, the kids I know best, obviously, are the Ohio kids. And one that really jumped out to me that they got on early was Justin Harris. And I think that kid has got a chance to play in the NFL someday. I like his length, his quickness. Um, you know, when, when this stuff first started, I saw him last, uh, I think it was in May or June, he was in Maslin at the opening, and, and I walked out of there thinking, this kid's going to end up, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and it never really happened. I, I don't know why the bigger offers didn't come in for that kid, because I think he's pretty special. So I think he'll play next year, and I think they got a steal with Justin. So that one leaps out at me right off the bat. And then the other one would be a specialty player that you're going to have to fit him into your system. But, man, Trey Tucker is a guy that he's another one that I think can play right away. I think he'll run the first kickoff back. He'll run the first punt back. He may break one. And he's, he's a kid that, like I say, his size is definitely working against him. But, my gosh, you can't tackle him in the open field. 
The speed is legit. You can go look up the track times. Um, and he's got wiggle to him. He's not a straight speed guy. He He's just hard to tackle in the open field. Now, is he a guy that you're going to get the ball to him 10, 15 times a game? Nope. Nope, you're not. You're going to throw him a couple bubbles. He'll run a reverse. But he's going to be a threat in that return game. And he's the kind of guy that you're probably not going to notice him until he takes that ball from here and takes it over there in about six seconds and goes 80 <laughs> yards. And then you're going to be like, holy crap, now I see why we got this guy. He has to be accounted for when, when he's on the field. And that's the nice thing about him is he'll make that first guy miss, and then you run him down. So I love Trey. And I think Trey plays day one and probably makes an impact day one. Um, on Harris, real quick, I've been doing this for a while now and, and full-time for a couple years, going to camps and checking out guys. Um, Luke has done a really good job really? in his first couple years uh, with Kobe Bryant and then Arquan Bush and now Justin Harris. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think Harris is potentially at this stage, physically talented-wise, the best of those three. Oh, no doubt about it. And I like the other two. Yeah. I kind of thought Kobe might have been a little bit of a reach, but that was not the case. So check me off wrong there. Arquan, I liked a lot. I mean, and he's really good. But Justin, to me, like I said, when I walked out of the Maslin, the opening, the Nike opening, I thought, eh, it's only a matter of time. Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, here they come. You know, but it never happened. And I don't know if Justin went to those camps in the summer where they could have seen him up close and personal because Justin's junior film was not the kid that I saw in Maslin. You know, when you're watching junior film, you're watching the previous September, October, and kids change at 16, 17 years old. So Justin got a little longer, got a little quicker. And when you fast forward him into May or June before his senior year, He's not the guy you watched on junior film. And I don't know that Justin went to all those camps. Which is I don't think he did. Benefit. Yeah, that's the Luke's benefit then, that they didn't eyeball him, you know, when, at that time. Because they would have saw what, you know, what I saw. And it's like, because we moved him up in the rankings right out of that opening. He jumped up, you know, he ended up in the top 30 in Ohio. And I think he was probably in the 50s at that point. And he went up 20 spots just from what we saw that day. Alan True and I watched him and it's like, Different kid, different kid. Well, the thing with me about him is it's not just his footwork, his hips, the things that you look for in a cornerback. He has wide receiver hands. I mean, every every box when I was watching him, it was just like, well, he's got that, he's got that, he's got that, he's got that, and you didn't really find anything on him where you're like, he's really going to have to improve there when he gets to college. He, he had the whole package. And he plays in a big-time program at Wayne, you know, the competition he's going against on a weekly basis. I, I just thought that was a great get, you know, for Luke to lock him up early. And then, you know, my thought was, you know, what's going to happen? He's going to have to hold year? on, yeah. When Penn State comes and when Wisconsin comes, what's going to happen for Luke? Well, it never happened. I mean, he stayed true the whole time. And, I mean, I, like I say, I think he's a guy that's physically going to be ready to play in the opener next year. Dave, you got anything on 2019 for Bill? Yeah, I have a couple of things. Jonathan Allen signed out of Dayton Dunbar. Uh, it's, I guess, what we would call the traditional signing day earlier this month and did not really play much, if at all, his senior season due to injury. What did you see from him 
in the summer leading up to or in his junior season that you can kind of fill the fans in since they really don't have much to go on. He was a kid that had just had not played a lot of football. So he was really behind in terms of technique and experience. And I saw him actually saw him three times last summer in three different camps. And it was like, man, this guy's really rough, but he is six, six and he's got arms that cover half the field. And he's an athlete. He's a basketball player. So what he needs is he needs to go out and have a big senior year, you know, show the improvement over his junior film, which was pretty rough. Well, of course that didn't happen. He missed his senior year and, and it's a bad knee injury. And well then, you know, that's when Ohio state and Penn state and everybody else walks away. Well, you know, if you take Jonathan Allen, my feeling was you better be prepared to put three to four years in on this kid. And if you're willing to be patient, which I think, I think Cincinnati can be patient with him, where if he goes to Ohio State, you know, they expect you to play like today. Well, that's not going to be the case with Jonathan. Jonathan is going to need to rehab that knee. Jonathan is, need, is going to need to be coached. He's going to need to spend some time on a scout team. He's going to need to spend time with Coach Crook learning how to be an offensive tackle. So the first year, you're going to be a little frustrated he's not playing. Second year, how come his kid ain't on the field? What's going on? Third year, he could be an all-league player. Fourth year, he could be an early NFL guy. You know what I mean? So with Jonathan, Jonathan, it's, it's high upside, and, you know, we'll see what kind of floor he has. He's going to have to – He's a great kid. That's the one thing about him. Good, good in the classroom, comes from a good family. So there's a lot to like with Jonathan. If you're willing to, you know, hang in there, which I think Luke knows this, you got to hang in there. You have to invest a lot of time into Jonathan, but the payoff down the road could be huge. The biggest, and, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but the biggest benefit that might help Jonathan Allen is landing James Hudson as a transfer from Michigan, who's another Ohio kid. Uh, ironically, both of them left tackles for Cincinnati's two maybe most talented backs and Mike Warren and Tavion Thomas in high school. They brought their personal protectors with them to Clifton. But with Hudson at, at left tackle, potentially, that buys you the time you need with Allen, hopefully. Yeah, like I say, you just can't – you can't get impatient and you can't force this kid into the field. Where Justin Harris, I'm going to force that kid on the field in the opener next year. He's going to play special – He's going to play special teams, and he might be my nickel guy. Jonathan, you don't want to force him on the field. You want that knee to get fully healthy. You want him to get confident that you're not putting him out there too soon where he gets destroyed, loses confidence. You know, you don't want that. And I think, and Luke knows this. You know that you take Jonathan Allen looking for a payoff three years from now, not three months from now. Dave? Uh, they took seven guys from Ohio in the 19 class. And obviously there weren't the headliners uh, like we saw in the 18 class. And especially locally in Cincinnati, it seemed like it was a down year. How did just the, the Ohio group compare from 18 to 19 as a whole? And then we'll kind of get into that with moving forward to 20. Yeah. Like you said, there weren't the huge names, you know, like Wiley and Van. I mean, those guys were, bigger names, but I think these these guys are good. Hummel's a guy, Hummel's another specialty player. I have no idea where they're going to play him. He's an odd-sized kid, but he watch him play hoops. 
he's a heck of an athlete. I don't know if Luke sees him as a linebacker, a D end, uh, an H back, a fullback. I don't know what they're going to do with him. But Zach has got a chance to play just because he's a big, badass kid, and he's got a ton of athleticism, and he's mean. He's there to he's there to hit somebody. So he's a guy where it's hard to rank Zach Hummel high because I don't know where they're going to play him. But he's a guy that I want in my program, if that makes sense. So Holloway, I don't know a thing about. It. I remember Chad calling me about Dorian Holloway, and it's like, man, I just went and put the film in, and it's like, I can't believe I never heard of this kid, but I never heard of this kid. And I never saw him play in person, so it was really hard to comment on him. The film looks good. You know, Brody Ingles is, is, is just a – he's a program kid. He's going to do whatever you need him to do, special teams. He'll work his way into that linebacker group at some point. Comes from a great program, used to winning. I think I called Chad about Eric Phillips the day after I saw him play in person. He was another one. You look at the junior film, eh, it's okay. You watch him play as a senior, holy crap, this is not the same kid. And I called Chad, I think the day after I saw Coleraine play Fairfield and said, I'm moving Eric Phillips up. Eric Phillips is, is really a good football player. And he still might not be ranked high enough, but we bumped him up about 40 spots after I saw him in person. And Eric Phillips is going to play for UC. I don't know next year, but he's going to play at some point for UC. So, like I said, this was a smaller class for them, too. The average star ranking is right there with what they had last year. If you look at how each kid was ranked, the average is right around 84. It's right where they were last year. So it's just a smaller class, so it's not going to be ranked as high. But I think they got quality kids again. Looking at moving to 2020, like uh, like Dave alluded to, um, it seems like the talent level, especially in Cincinnati in 2020, uh, goes back up to being there's a bunch of guys that, that are going to be really high on Cincinnati's radar as we get into that class and really start digging into it. Yeah, no doubt. I, I just think he's going to come out of there. I think Luke's going to come out of here with one of these running backs. And there's about five of them in the, just in the Cincinnati area alone that are big-time players. You know, Cam Porter's already committed to Northwestern, but you've still got Jutan McLean. You've got Mayan Williams, David Afari. I mean, there are some good running backs down there, and I just got a feeling Luke is going to get one of them. Um, so we'll see. They're all going to end up with big-time offers. But I think he'll pull one of those running backs. And, and he thinks the best of the bunch. Man, they're all good. They're all good. I mean, they're really good. We've got them kind of ranked. We've got Porter ranked as the highest one. But like you say, these rankings now, all these kids right now that are ranked are ranked off what they did on film in October. And I may run into David Afari at Nike or Under Armour here in another couple of months, and they'll be like, holy crap, look at this kid. This is not the same kid that we saw last year. And that's the beauty of these rankings is at 17 years old, you hit two inches in height, you get a little faster, and you're a different kid than what we saw before. So that's why these rankings now are so fluid. So, you know, I wouldn't get too worried about rankings right now. But like I say, if he can pull one of those running backs, he's already got a plum old lineman committed. Gerhardt's big time. So he's going to have to hang on to that one. Because I think, like I say, we talked about Justin Harris. I think Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State, they are not going to stay away from Gerhardt just because he's committed to UC. They're going to, that kid's a big-time player. 
So, you know, I would recruit that kid continuously, like, you know, like he's uncommitted. I would show him as much love as I could show him because he's a big-time player. Princeton is uh, jumping back up into the talent game. If you've been around Cincinnati football for a long time, Princeton used to be uh, the big kid on the block, and and that's kind of faded a little bit in recent years. Um, Really haven't had a big-name guy since Spencer Ware that I can really think of. But that changes this year, and they've got some guys that are super talented, I would you, I want to say they'll stay in it with Dorian Henry, Darian Henry for a while, but that's a really big fish. Uh, but it could be someone more like uh, Jaheim Thomas that maybe they they end up zeroing in on. What do you think on the Princeton kids? Yeah, I think Darian Henry's going to Ohio State. I think it's done, and I think he's enjoying the process right now. But. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he committed to Ohio State during their spring game here and coming up in April. I think that one's done. Um, Jaheim is really interesting because Jaheim really wants an Ohio State offer. I'm not sure they're as high on him as everybody else is. Um, so we'll see. And then if Jaheim doesn't get Ohio State, he could be that homebody Malik Van, Josh Wiley type kid that stays in place for UC very close with his family, great family. So he would be one that I would watch, but I'll tell you the corner Elijah Eberhardt is one that was headed toward being, you know, one of the top DBs in the state. And then he blew his knee out last year. And he could be another one that kind of just drifts away because there's no film from the junior year. And then people tend to forget about you when you're not around, but I guarantee Luke and them know about him. And that could be a kid that they really love him up and he ends up not getting the offers everybody thought Elijah was going to get. And then he falls in your lap, kind of a, you know, almost a repeat of what happened with Jonathan Allen. So I would keep an eye on Elijah Everhart at Princeton. They got a linebacker, too, named Jarrett, Juan Jarrett, that I think he could be another one that kind of goes under the radar a little bit. So, yeah, Princeton's back for sure. Mike's done a good job there. And, you know, they've got kids. So there's no doubt about that. And it never hurts when you have a, a former legend at, at Cincinnati as your high school coach. That, that's always right. a positive sign, especially here in the city. Right. And I know he and Luke have a great relationship. And, you know, and I, I think Mike does a great job with those kids. And I don't think he really gets that involved in their recruiting where he's pushing those kids one way or another. I think he just wants to see them succeed and end up, you know, college degreed and, and doing well. So, you know, like I say, keep an eye on them. Henry, I, I think, would be just a, you know one in a million, but the other three were definitely worth watching. Uh, just offered yesterday a name I want to check with you on on Deshaun Pace. Uh, I think from what he told us, Cincinnati's looking at the snipe, looking at him at the sniper position. Obviously, they never fully went on his brother uh, Ivan, but what what are your thoughts on Deshaun Pace from Colerain and and Cincinnati's ability to maybe you know, get that one done uh, hopefully early in the process. Yeah. I was glad to see they offered him just for, just for my ego. Um, <laughs> when I saw Deshaun, I saw Deshaun last year and same that I saw Eric Phillips and I went and went kind of gaga over Deshaun Pace and, and made him a three-star right off the bat and said, this kid's going to end up with a ton of offers. And then everybody around him got offered and he didn't get any offers. And, 
you know, I kind of report to Alan True and Steve Wilfong, and they're like, hey, you might have missed the boat on this pace, kid. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, let's just – and now, you know, he got a couple smaller offers last week, and then he got the UC offer. So that made me feel good because I really like that kid. And I think, you know, we've got him ranked in the top 50 in the state, and he's ranked ahead of kids that have seven, eight, nine offers. And I just held my ground on that and refused to drop him because I believe in that kid. And I think he's going to grow into – he may grow into a line, a full-fledged, you know, honest to goodness, 225-pound linebacker someday. But if not – then he could be that combo linebacker safety that you're looking for. He may be a safety. He's somebody. I mean, you know, his brother was one of the best football players in the state last year. Ivan was an amazing football player, but just didn't have the measurables. Deshaun's got the measurables. Deshaun is tall and long, can change direction. Um, He'll hit you, and he can cover well. So, like I said, he was a guy that I kind of went over on you know, when I saw him, I had never heard of him. I didn't know Ivan had a little brother. Well, he ain't little. He's younger. <laughs> and then when I saw him, you know, I kind of went off on him. So I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see the offers coming because it makes me feel like, you know, kind of validates that I knew this kid was a player. Dave? Uh, yeah. So obviously every year teams are looking for quarterbacks. Cincinnati has a really good one in Wyoming. Uh, quarterback Evan Prater, he's starting to get, you know, what, quote-unquote, the P5 offers, but UC's been in on him for a long time. How do you kind of see his game moving forward? You know, they won a state championship already, and then, you know, what they have coming back and, and what, where his recruitment's kind of going to go from this point on. Yeah, I think he's going to blow up uh, totally. Um, Purdue's in a really good shape for him. UC's in a great shape for him. The key is going to be what happens if he gets, you know, he did get Michigan State, I believe. I mean, if he gets Penn State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, when that stuff, if that stuff starts happening, and I think it might, what happens then? You know, if it's a if it's a UC Purdue battle or a UC Kentucky battle, UC Louisville battle, you know, you're in that thing all day long. What happens if he gets offered by Penn State? So we'll see. Ohio State already has a quarterback committed, but I know they would love to take two in this class. Um, not sure Evan would go there, you know, with Jack Miller committed, but Ohio State's they're, they they're watching, and he is so impressive. I mean, you watch him; his basketball highlights and the athletic ability is amazing, and he just looks like somebody that when his, you know, as he fills out and gets stronger. Um, I think it'll be a lot better passer than what he is now, but I think he has the ability to be just a perfect dual threat at the next level. Um, let's see. Offensive line obviously is, is going to be another big one for Cincinnati. I, I think as long as Luke Fickle is here, you can count on three, four, five offensive linemen every cycle. Uh, you mentioned Gerhardt, who they've already got committed from Xenia. It, it, does it seem like it's a little bit down in Cincinnati in terms of offensive lineman talent for 2020? Uh, I know the I only guy we've really heard a lot of uh, is Luke Kandra from Elder, uh, but it doesn't seem like there's as much high-level offensive lineman. Uh, I think they can branch out a little bit from that area. You can go to, you know, the Sam Ranger kid is really good, yeah. you know, and I think they, they would have a shot at him. Kandra is, is to me, is big time. 
a guy I like is up in the northern part is Trey LaRue, and I know Cincinnati likes him. Um, so, no, I think there's there's O-linemen to, to track here. Pizinski uh, with his brother with, here. Pizinski, yeah, exactly. I wanted to mention him. Yeah, with the brother on the team there, Jared is really good. Jared is big-time talent, probably, you know, a Big Ten-type kid. Um, no, there's O-linemen in the state. Um, a kid I know they like is a kid at Olin Kansas Liberty named Ben Rather. Um, he's one I would watch out for. I think they're close to offering him. He's got the whole Mac right now. And, you know, it's a question of, of them pulling the trigger on him. But Crook's been talking to him, and that kid really likes UC. And he's a tackle, six six tackle. So, no, I, I think it's a good old line class in the state. May not be, you know, within five miles of the Cincinnati campus, but if they'll – you know, Luke's got such a great reputation across the state that they can go to the Toledo and Cleveland, and 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 people know Luke Fickle. Yeah, uh, I, I was just thinking yeah, in terms think of like, Cincinnati. The city has been really strong for a couple of years on the line. This right. just doesn't seem like there's as much this year. Yeah, across the state, it's a good old line class, though. It's really good, and you know, Ohio State's already taken two in state. I don't think they would go on anybody else in state, and then you know, you get in battle. For those other kids then and we mentioned some like i said the Bazinski would be a great pull for them if they could pull him larue is someone they can get rather someone they can get i mean you, you get in there and you battle you fight candra would be candra's really good there's not much difference between candra and jacob james and one you know one's already headed to ohio state there's right. not that much difference not much difference between those two kids they're both really good anything else you got for 2020 dave yeah, he's got a couple. We're sticking to the offensive line. I know there's a, a kid, uh, Branson Taylor, that may be more of a basketball player right now, but has seemed to start to get some offers. What is that another guy that they might be interested in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Branson uh, was just offered by Indiana, I believe, and like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> um, and he, he's going to end up, you know, millions of offers. He's a, Like I said, he doesn't even know how good he is. But college coaches are starting to figure it out. And he, he's another 6'6 six, six tackle. Um, I think they have a better shot at Rather at this point. And I might even like Rather just as much as Branson Taylor. So, but, I mean, they'll be in there and fight for Branson for sure. Um, like I said, this is a good O-line club. There's a kid at Avon, and head coach at Avon, Mike Elder, is really good with Luke and Crook and Freeman and them guys. They have a lot of respect there. they got a kid named Tommy Lawrence just starting to blow up as an offensive tackle. So I think they're going to be fine O-line-wise. I think there are a lot of guys that are kind of the under-the-radar type kids, but that are really good. So, and, and once you eliminate Ohio State for these kids, then it opens it up. It's, it, then it's wide open. So, like I say, I think, I think there's a lot of good candidates to keep an eye on here. One more guy I wanted to touch on. Um, you guys have him in the top 15 in the state is uh, David Jones from Lakota, the linebacker. And he, he seems like one that's pretty high on, on UC. Uh, what, you know, what do you think of, of his game? Yeah, I like him a lot. We've got him 13 in the state. Um, it's probably higher than what rivals or ESPN would have him. But I, I believe in that kid, and I really like that kid a lot. Um, yeah, he's he's special. Like I say, that, and they have a good shot at him. They got in on him early. Um, 
I could see him getting David Jones. Yeah, like I say, I, I, I like him a lot. I think um, he was probably another one that early on, maybe Alan and Steve might have questioned, like, is he up there too high? And he was another one that I kind of held the line on, like, no, I don't think he is too high. I think he's right where he needs to be. So, yeah, I like David a lot. As a special player, in my opinion. The last thing I wanted to touch on on 2020, wide receiver, um, it, it's going to be another big need again this year at wide receiver for Cincinnati. It doesn't seem like there's a ton in the state there right now. Is that something where, you know, you, you keep an eye on what's what goes down at the camps and see who emerges? Um, really, the only the only name I think I've really kind of seen locally uh, is the, the the kid from Winton Woods. Uh, yeah, Demir, yeah, Mike Humphrey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than he's that, it, it seems like it's a, a little bit of a slow year where they might have to look out of state at wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I'm just not seeing the wide outs. Um, Demir is really good, and Demir is probably going to end up, you know, with a million offers. There is a lot to like with that kid. So, but he's local, you know. So you get in there and fight for him. Um, you know, it's a, it's a Winton Woods kid, so I'm sure that's a sore subject right now. Yeah, always <laughs> is. Always is. <laughs> and maybe we don't need to go there. Uh, I'm sure you've covered that, pillar to uh, post. But, yeah, um, just wondering when Troy Everhart's going to take that job back. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was Chad. That was not Bill. Just kidding. Just kidding. They don't know who said what there. That was Chad. That was <laughs> um, so, you know, there's a there's a kid at Camp McKinley that I think UC is keeping their eye on. And, again, that would be another school where Luke always recruited Camp McKinley when he was at Ohio State. So he's got a great reputation there. There's a kid named Jalen Ross, like a 6'3 wide out. He's got some Mac offers. And I know UC's kind of sniffing around there, snooping around, keeping an eye on him. And I, I think he's a good player, and I think he can play at a level higher than Mac football. So right now he's just got the Mac offers, but he would be a guy I would keep an eye on because I know there's been contact there. It's actually, I, I was wrong. There's one other position group we, we haven't hit on fully, uh, and that's a position group where Cincinnati is, is maybe recruited the best, and we talked about a little bit ago with 2019. That's cornerback. Two guys really uh, in, the, in the state that stand out. Uh, Carrington Valentine uh, from Moeller. And then Sammy Anderson from Trotwood Madison. Do you do you have any feel on yeah. where Cincinnati is with either of those? Are those are those big timers? Yeah, no doubt. Sammy um, Sammy's got offers from literally everybody right now. You know, everybody below that Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State line. He's got everybody else, and he's probably going to get a lot more. He's great in the classroom. He's a heck of a nice kid. He's long. I mean. He's you, again, watch him play basketball, and you can see the athletic ability. Carrington Valentine was a kid that I really didn't know anything about. We always, I saw him at a camp last year, and he worked out as a wide receiver. And as a wide receiver, he's okay. But I didn't see anything that, you know, blew me away. And then um, I did not see Moeller play in person last year. And then I had a college coach tell me, you know, what do you think of Carrington Valentine? I'm like, eh, he's, he's okay. You know, he can catch the ball. He goes, no, 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 he's a corner. I'm like, eh, I thought he was a wideout. They're like, you need to put that film in. So I put the film in and, and watch it. Watch Carrington's film. You only need to see about the first five plays. 
and you can see the athletic ability, you can see the hips, and you can see the speed. Now, I saw him in person last Sunday. He was in Indianapolis for Best of the Midwest, and I was there, and he was, he was as impressive as any kid there. I mean, he has got really long arms for someone who's, you know, he's legit six foot, six one too. I think he's going to be a high, highly recruited kid. I think people are a little bit behind on him, but I think they're going to catch up. And when he goes to camps this summer, they're going to look at a six-one kid playing at a big-time program who's a great kid and can run and change direction. I mean, if I'm UC, I'm hammering those two kids every day. I mean, and really try to get in there and try to get a great relationship, try to get those relationships formed before the big guys come swooping in later. And, that, you know, that was kind of the key to getting Wiley and Dan and them. Is you see how those great relationships formed. And then when the big guys come in later, it's like, hey, we've loved you for months. These guys just like you now because they got turned down by, you know, schools for 10 other guys. Now they're coming to you. We've been here from the beginning. Right. And that resonates with kids. It really does. So, yeah, Sammy and Carrington, I would be on those guys hard. And I would keep Elijah Everhard in the back of my mind, too, because I think Elijah has that kind of talent as those two but he's still rehabbing that knee right now, and he probably won't be ready till summer. But I, right. keep, I, I have Elijah Everhart in that group. When he's 100% healthy, he's there with Sammy and Carrington. Uh, final thing, when you look at UC going 11-2 and two, um, and, and, and changing kind of the, the narrative away from, you know, we, we, we're rebuilding this thing and we want you to be a part of that to now – we want you to be a part of a winning program. How much does that change things? I know it probably doesn't change much in terms of like the high school coaches because they all had a great respect for Luke already. But in terms of the kids around the state, do you think that resonates with them that, that Cincinnati's now not a team that's rebuilding, it's a team that's winning? Yeah, and you can tell. All you have to do is read like the interviews that I do. You know, I put two or three up a week probably on your site of kids talking about UC. Shane does a great job hitting these kids. Read them, and you see what the kids say. And it's like, wow, they had a great year last year. They notice that stuff. So absolutely it helps. Absolutely it matters. So, And I agree with you about the high school coaches because Luke could be going – he could be going 1-11. and 11, <laughs> and These high school coaches would still want to send their kids – to play for him because of the type of human being he is, um, his character, uh, you know, second to none. Like I say, I've met so many college coaches through this job, and he's up there for me. I mean, just, you know, I guess as a media person, we're not supposed to have favorites. We're not supposed to root for anyone, but, you know, I'm too old to worry about that stuff. You know, <laughs> there's there's a lot of good guys in this business, and, and he's one of them. I mean, he is a special guy. And, um, like I say, when at 11 and two, he's a lot more special and these kids notice that stuff. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Bill, I don't care how many wins and losses you got. You're good at my book. (laughs) Hey, I go undefeated every year. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Keep up the great work. I'm sure I will uh, catch you on the camp circuit here as we get into the the late spring and summer and and that stuff starts popping off and really appreciate you coming on today, man. Thank you so much. Anytime, anytime, man. I enjoyed it. All right. Thanks. That's Bill Green. He handles Ohio for 24, seven sports.com and one of the best in the business. And 
it has been uh, a, a, an absolute treat uh, when Scout was added uh, to add Bill Green into what we do here at Bearcat Journal, and, and thanks to him for coming on today, Dave. Uh, that's about as comprehensive a look as uh, you're going to get at, at, at where things are at early in the 2020 class for the Bearcats. Absolutely. A lot, of, a lot of good info. A lot of, like we've said, a lot of, I think there's a good mix in 2020, especially locally, where you've got your high-end guys that, you know, you can shoot for and maybe you'll land one, but then you've also kind of got your still very good, but next tier down guys that are definitely going to be in their wheelhouse. And then they've definitely made inroads into other, other parts of the state as Bill was saying. So, you know, probably a similarly sized class as what they took in 2019, but you know, we're only two weeks away from that class being done. I'm not even I'm not sure about that. Consi- I'm not even going to start considering getting into a numbers numbers uh, type yeah. deal, but yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. And and maybe this changes as as the summer goes on. But I don't know that it will because I don't I don't sense what happened last year is was twofold. It was not only was right. there a small senior class, but it was also took a lot they, of guys. They used a lot of spots from that 25, so they never had right. a chance to even get close to 25. I don't see this year outside of I mean they've got two spots to play with right now. I can't imagine them using five, six more spots where you're going to no, take penalties for for the class for 2020. Well no, you shouldn't have to because you've built the depth up. Right. And you did you did that in one class and none of those guys were well, Dino Boyd, but I mean most of them were multiple year guys so you shouldn't have another need to use five more spots or whatever that number is on older more established guys and we're starting to see some attrition already you know taylor boost has left the program tyron summers has left the program marquis smith has left the program i am being told that malik mudge has decided to stay um after entering the transfer portal I think that's really good news uh, for a wide receiver room that needs uh, d- needs to have a big year, needs to to take a step up. Uh, I think Malik Mudge has a chance to 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 make a big impact in that room. Uh, so him staying, I think, is big news. But you know, you're starting to see some spots already pop open. Um, the number that that is going to be important is where are they at in terms of the 85 scholarships because it's another small senior class. Uh, I think you're only looking at 13, 14 seniors, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a matter of how many spots extra do you have open towards the 85. But I could see this class, you know, what, there were 14 high school kids taken in 2019? I yeah, could see 14 that, high school kids. And I could see that being more like 19, 20, somewhere in that 20, range. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, you're always, at this point, you're always going to save – three, four, five spots for transfers because right now it's the Wild West. It's free agency in college football. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're going to have to have those spots open to make that happen. But but I don't I don't see this being nearly as small. It might it might not be twenty five. But I don't think we, we we're looking at fourteen again. I just don't see that. Yeah. Um not a whole lot else to to, to really talk about, Dave. Uh 
spring football about a month away uh, from from getting started. Get started in early March. Uh, we will have wall to wall coverage every day that's that's open to the media. Uh, hopefully, that will be most every practice for spring football. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting spring, man. I, I I've been really excited about covering this spring to see how some of those 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 holes that the seniors are are leaving are are filled and and how they get creative and and who they move around and who they strategically uh put in in different spots um i'm excited uh on the two transfer guys i'm already hearing a lot about darian beavers and especially the one that, that i'm hearing a lot about is brian cook uh the 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 kid that was brought in uh at safety um mm-hmm. I'm hearing good things about how he's been able to hit the ground running and has really uh, jumped into things. So this spring for me, man, is one that I'm I'm pretty excited to get going and 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 start to see what year three of the Luke Fickle era is going to look like. Yeah, I mean you're you know you're never really sure what to expect in year one, and I I think the coaching staff would even. You know, they've talked about it multiple times. You know, you just learn a lot about yourself as a coach in that position and how you want to run your program. And then year two, you know, they just blew all expectations out of the water. So, you know, year three, you know, it's kind Might of come the, back to earth uh, a little not, bit. Well, and and because the be schedule's honest, tougher. You know, without without getting into the nitty gritty of it, the schedule is way tougher. And Dave will have an article year. on that here soon. <clears throat> yeah, probably in like uh, March or April. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, just real quickly, there's no FCS team. They're playing Ohio State, UCLA, and Marshall um, as their three main out of conference games. They've got, you know, UCF will still be good, and they play probably Memphis and Houston, that are probably the two best teams. On the West, so you could see an eight and four, nine and three season, but they're actually better, right, than they were last year. But they're playing just much, much better competition. Or they could go eleven and two again, or who the hell knows? But I mean, you know, there, there's not going to be it's not going to be for a lack of talent and you know a lack of energy and, and all of that. I mean, if you're not ready and jazzed up or for this season as a player, I don't I don't know what the hell you're doing. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to, and I, I think I'll be able to get to look like there were at least a few of them that were on the weekend, so hopefully I can get to those practices and, and help out as well. But, yeah, I mean, it's – talk about no offseason with recruiting and spring football, and there really isn't much of an offseason when it comes to college football. No, it's it, it's it's year-round right now. The calendar does not stop, um, and we jump right back into it. Um, and they're doing off-season workouts right now. Uh, the videos are, are popping up on the, the Go Bearcats football account, which is always good stuff. Um, it had a couple text exchanges with Brady uh, of late, Brady Collins, and he's really happy with the effort the guys are putting in. Uh, a good continuation from last year. Uh, hungry to get it going again. And like I said, man, I, I'm just and, – and it hasn't been this way for a couple years, just – Winning, winning and losing is kind of the difference in your, your, your natural uh, level of emotion. Uh, coming off a season like they had last year, it, it's it's like, all right, let's let's get this show back on the road. And 
get these guys back out there. Uh, I do think it's safe to say uh, the waiver for Chris Ferguson is good. I'm about 99% sure on that. I just haven't gotten the final confirmation. But if you look at all the pictures, he's back out there and practicing. I don't think they would do that uh, if he wasn't wasn't cleared um, with the, the, the sixth year. Um, I believe Kevin Muhan should be back in the mix as well. Um, and actually, uh, I'm hearing there's a, it's very likely uh, Tanashi Barre from um, – where did he go to high school, Dave? Sycamore. Sycamore. Uh, I, I think Sycamore, he's... he was actually a first-team all-freshman uh, at Duke. And then yeah. he was pretty much, pretty much hurt every year since. And then he blew out his Achilles the second or third yeah. day of Camp Higher Ground. Um, I think he's going to get a six year as well, which might help with some depth in that linebacker room. Um, I, I don't know. I just say when, when looking at the possibilities and, and everything that's coming back, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to get out there uh, for spring football. And, and the interesting thing will be, you usually lose, I mean, and you're going to lose a quite a bit of start, you know, starters, especially on defense from the senior class, <clears throat> but overall only 14 seniors. Um, you're going to see a lot of a lot of competition for the spots those seniors left behind, and then you're going to get to see how much improvement even are we talking about from a guy like Desmond Ritter. Uh, what are we talking about for James Wiggins, uh, who might be you know the best player on the roster? Um, you know, the, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff that I think is uh, is is very exciting for the spring. Are we any closer to a resolution on James Hudson and his waiver claim? No, I think the reason that the Fields thing went so fast was was they oh, yeah, lawyered he... they lawyered up. <laughs> yeah. Um. But now that 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 door has been blown open, uh, I would expect you know it's something I check on at least once a week. Um, I've checked on it this week, and and it's still you know going through the process. But um, I don't know. The I, other I, interesting I think... one will be Tate Martell going from Ohio State to Miami because if he if he's ruled eligible, then there is no reason that any player ever right. should be denied a waiver again because he is strictly transferring because he wasn't going to play. Yeah, there is no other reason that he. They're not even like claiming anything else. I mean, right. this is strictly because he wasn't going to play. So if you're just going to make him immediately eligible, then you just may as well let everybody else, which I'm yeah, totally free, fine with. It becomes free agency, which, yeah, bring it on. Let's rock and roll. But <laughs> he's, the one, he's kind of the one to watch if something were to come public with him before we heard anything on Hudson. Um, not to put you on the spot or anything, but with this weird – multiple full weeks of basketball breaks anything worthwhile to discuss since we're all recruiting tonight on basketball recruiting i know 24 7 kind of redid some of their rankings a couple of the uc targets especially rj davis saw a huge jump of around 100 spots um, yeah, big jump for so rj any, davis cj wilcher with a big jump um right now i mean it's a lot of getting out and watching kids uh, I think those are the two guys that they've kind of zeroed in on um, as far as, like, scoring punch from the guard position, wing position. Um, I think R.J. Davis they're probably in a little bit better with um, just because 
He's from White Plains, New York. Uh, when Sean Kelpatrick is home in White Plains, he works out R.J. Davis. Uh, the two are friends. So, you know, there, there's a, a pro-Cincinnati vibe to R.J. Davis. Wilcher's probably going to be a little bit tougher to get just because he checks the boxes. That, that recruitment is probably going to be a little bit more crowded, and especially now uh, a kid makes a jump all the way to, you know, right. I think he's 102, and R.J. is 104. Um, coaches say they don't do this, but they lie. Coaches <laughs> very much, very much – look at those rankings and we'll turn up the heat on kids depending on what those rankings tell them. So don't be surprised if you see both of those get a little bit more crowded. Um, but uh, I must say Greg Yankowski, uh has really thrown some life into uh, Cincinnati's recruiting efforts since being promoted um, into that third assistance role he has done a really good job building relationships with kids and uh, has kids mentioning Cincinnati prominently uh, when they're talked to by the national guys. So, um, any I other think, any other names just to kind of watch as their at high the school point, seasons not right now slow down uh, and Zeb Key is one uh, that they've been following for a while. Elijah Taylor at uh, Imotep in Philly uh, is another big guy, but I think you'll see kind of a. Um, a double back on that. Uh, I think in terms of looking at a big guy, I think you'll see them go for, you know, start looking at six, nine, six, ten <clears throat> type guys, because that's the class you'll be replacing Nazir Brooks. And I think a guy like Elias semi um, very good in that role, but I think it, you want to have to go with, if you've got that six, eight kind of tweener four five, you know, in between guy, you also want to try to have a you know a six nine six ten six eleven guy uh, to protect the rim and and um, I think in the spring we'll start to see you know a little bit more heavy focus on that. There's going to be a lot of names for 2020 because they're going to have four maybe five spots open um, depending on what they right. do with with the last one this year. Um, that's going to be a pretty big class. So there's a lot of names that are going to pop up. Um, the two that, that, that they've really focused on so far have been Davis and Wilcher. Um, Wichita State, Sunday, I think it's going to be a tough one. Um, they've won four in a row. They're starting to play with some more confidence. Uh, that's that's a team that you knew once Greg Marshall found a rhythm that, that they were going to start playing better. Um, they were in a lot of close games early in conference play. Uh, the Cincinnati game was flipped on kind of the, the technical on uh, one of their players and then the technical on Greg Marshall uh, that, that pushed Cincinnati into a comfortable lead at their place. Uh, and especially coming off a week off, um, I think that's one that, that Wichita State's going to make that a tight game, uh, especially early in the game. So, I mean, that's going to They, they be... actually have a, a week off, too. It's weird. Yeah. They they last played Saturday, so they got one one more day off yeah. than UC did. Um, but I I think UC is set up for a, a pretty good closing run to this season. I mean, you've got the 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 home and home with, with Central Florida. Uh, you've got Memphis here. You've got UConn at their place. Um, you know you you've got a tough stretch, but I think if they they're hitting their stride late in the season, like you would hope. 
uh, I think you, they're going to be in a good position to, to, to finish strong and hopefully be uh, fighting to claim a share of that conference tournament and the number one or the, the conference title and the number one seed in the tournament when we hit March 10th uh, with, with Houston coming to town on senior day. I agree. I think it's very interesting. You look back however many months, Ohio State, what the reaction was to that, what the reaction was after ECU. We're here 20 and four now, and they're as of today up to 22 in the net, which theoretically speaking, it's the more you move up, the harder it is to keep moving up. But if they win out, which is not unforeseeable, and they're 27 and four, they're probably going to be around 15 or 16 in the net, which yeah. is, pr- is pretty remarkable, you know, as I said, considering where we've kind of had these little benchmarks along the season. And, you know, quite, quite would be quite an accomplishment for a rebuilding year. And set them up very nicely for next year with, oh, you yeah. know, a, a large chunk of the roster returning. Uh, and not, you know, obviously you'd have to replace the, the Kane and Justin, but not replacing Gary, Kyle, and Jake. Um, it would give you a lot to be excited about for next year as well. All right, yeah, man. That's sure. about all I got. You got anything else? I don't. Are, are you excited for Sunday? Oh, always. Feels like it's been forever since we've been to a game, and I hate Greg Marshall, so it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm interested to see if his daughter was will be there after being kicked out uh, of of mm. NKU. Probably not. I don't know. She might have a reason to be in town. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but that's going to do it. Uh, special thanks to Dave. Special thanks to Trace Pountas. Special thanks to Five One Three Shirts. Uh, check them out. Get your Bearcat Journal gear. We've got the Don't Shoplift Tradition. Uh, line that's up the t-shirts and the hoodies along with the Bearcat Journal stuff and Red Helms. Uh, if you got any, ever got any ideas, send them my way. Uh, we, we'll, we're, we'll entertain all ideas for new shirt ideas or new shirt and uh, hoodie and hat uh, items and merchandise at 513shirts.com. You go to Partners, you drop down on Bearcat Journal, and uh, if you spend over $55, you get free shipping. So, uh, make sure you do that as well as go get your Trace Pound Test coffee. He's Dave Simone. Special thanks to Bill Green. was awesome to have him on and uh, get his thoughts on 2019 and 2020 football recruiting in Ohio for Luke Fickle and the Cincinnati Bearcats. I'm Chad Brendel. We'll see you next time. It's the BCJ Podcast on BearcatJournal.com.